0: Hey, my name is Alyssa Wolf, and as a chronic pain specialist, I am on a mission to empower you to tackle your chronic pain naturally by uncovering hidden truths about pain and exposing the deeper cause. I aim to help you transform your relationship with pain because you've been in this relationship for long enough and you deserve better. You just need a little help to get out of it. And that is what the Chronic Pain Breakup Podcast is all about. I'll be busting pain management myths, teaching you some of the mind-blowing neuroscience of pain, and help you overcome some of the roadblocks that are keeping you from seeing real long-term improvements in pain. Stick with me, and in no time, you'll learn the keys to breaking up with stubborn pain so you can get back to doing what makes you, you, and living your fearless and fulfilling life. So if you have chronic pain and are looking for no-fluff, natural, science-backed pain relief solutions, pull up a seat and get cozy because you are in the right place. Let's get started. All right. Hey
1: there, everyone. Welcome back. And thank you for listening in. My name is Alyssa Wolf. And today I have a very special treat for you. Many of you listening in have some doubts about this whole process, about this whole methodology. And some of you are just super skeptical. And believe me, I don't blame you. I don't blame you if you're skeptical. You know, I know that you've tried all of the things and you've tried for so long to find a way to naturally try to get in control of your pain and so um and nothing has really worked nothing has even gone past just a being a band-aid solution or just covering up the pain for short term and so um if i were you i would be really skeptical of anything new um no doubt and so um That is why I believe that it is really important to show you what's actually possible. So for many of you, you've lost hope and you've just been struggling with all of this and may have some of those thoughts where like maybe this is the new normal and you're just trying to learn to live with this, um, but at the same time are struggling with all of the guilt and the grieving over the loss of who you are and your identity in your life. And so I totally get that you would feel that way. And so part of my job, is to inspire hope for what is possible. And so today I have someone very special who is willing to come on here and be vulnerable and share her story and her transformation. So in just a moment, I'm gonna be bringing up my client slash former client, Emily, um, who recently just graduated from my program, the chronic pain breakup method. And um, in my program, you know, I'm a big data person. I'm very much into the science and the numbers of things. And I like to track progress uh, for my clients in the program by collecting data at the beginning and the end of the program. And so Emily had some significant improvements, um, not just in her pain when we we're looking at that data, but also across all of these different categories, including things like sleep and brain fog and functional ability and activity tolerance and even anxiety. Um, pain-related fear and anxiety, and so the data. What I love about like my job is also matching the data with uh, the the qualitative picture of what's actually going on. And so having that data and also getting to talk to Emily and seeing her what her experience has been has been um, really cool to see. And so um, I want to have Emily get to
0: share her story, uh,
1: but before we do that, I want to say to you what I want to say to you is that. Emily's pain was not different or special. Like I'm going to let her share all about her pain in just a little bit, but Emily is not the exception or a special case, you know. Um in fact, when, actually when I first spoke to Emily, I was totally upfront with her and I was like you know, there's going to be parts of this program because of your pain specifically that actually don't directly apply to you. Um, But we're going to have to work together to completely adapt and modify some of the drills and address to address your specific pain. But for whatever reason, Emily's a rock star and that didn't scare her away. Uh, She ended up just diving in instead and fully committed to the process. And the result is something truly beautiful and transformational. So um let me just introduce you briefly to emily um who lives in austin texas emily would you mind just telling us a little bit about yourself like who you are and a little bit about your background
2: yeah so um i yeah i live in austin or right outside austin i'm um a mom i have two young kids and um i also am a nurse practitioner a palliative care nurse practitioner so um i work mostly with people who have a cancer diagnosis um, and I actually do a lot of pain management in the sort of like cancer world, which is a little different than this, but still um, definitely have some like background knowledge about pain and about some of the underlying science around pain. Um, and so, yeah, I've been, uh, do you want me to launch into like the full story or just my background? Um, I,
1: I think that's great. And actually almost want to bring that up a little bit because you have this background in in pain management and palliative care and What was some of your background coming into this? Like you said, you had knowledge of some of the science of pain, but, um, what I'm really curious about, and I didn't get to ask you this before was what what was your background in your pain and knowledge and understanding how has it changed, but also how has your practice changed? Like as a provider, um, since, you know, going through all of this.
2: Yeah. I mean, I would say like my sort of existing knowledge sort of melded two things. One, my own like pain experience, which is very different than the types of patients and people that I work with in my job. Um, But in terms of pain, like, you know, symptom management is one piece of a few things that I do in my role in my job. Um, But the type of pain that I'm managing is usually some of it is chronic pain, but it's chronic malignant pain, chronic cancer pain. Um, And so a lot of the tools that we're using in most of the patients that I'm seeing are people who, have a significantly reduced, you know, lifespan based on their diagnosis. So, um, you know, a lot of the, the tools that I'm using are mostly pharmaceutical tools. That's kind of what I've had at my disposal for this type of, um, for these types of people or individuals. Um, and so, you know, I certainly like have done some background stuff about just like why we have pain and some of the very basics about like, you know, about nerve, you know, how nerve transmission occurs and how we experience pain and and things like that. And, um, and then in my own experience, sort of taking, I sort of took a different route in my own sort of pain experience, where I did certainly go through like the traditional stuff very early on. Um, and then once the traditional things weren't working, which again, was largely like pharmaceutical things, and some kind of like manual therapies, and things like that, um, I started going a little bit more of like, a you know, integrative health kind of holistic route. And so I had like, kind of my own experience of, my personal pain experience and then separate you know on, on the other side here kind of the patients that I was treating and the people that I was treating and it was very different um for sure and I will say certainly even though <clears throat> I've been you know treating people for pain for a long time um there was tons of stuff even on the you know early kind of education piece that um either the way that you explained it or sort of the angle that you're coming out from a cr- chronic pain perspective was new to me and so um I think even just that like the science the science and the education piece of it um really has expanded my understanding of pain and and the experience of pain as well which i think you know makes a difference both obviously in my personal experience but also in the way that i you know talk to my patients and the way that you know, that we um and the way that we that we really kind of like conceptualize pain in general yeah and i've i've had um i don't know i think it's because it's this is
1: a very like my approach is very science based and um, I, I attract a lot of healthcare providers and doctors, physicians, nurses, and all of that. And, and so, um, it's great to hear that it's, this is something that even though you're in healthcare and you've had a background in pain management and, um, it's still, there was still so much to learn for you and, um, for you. And also I think to view pain in a different lens when you're treating your patients too. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, let's talk a little bit of more about your pain experience. And so what was kind of, I know you said you've already had tried, um, the medical side, the pharmaceutical side, and then kind of started going into a little bit more of the holistic things, but what was your pain? Um, how long had it been going on for, um, tell us a little bit about that.
2: Yeah. So, um, I started developing headaches as a kid, as a child. Um, and I think the first time that my mom took me to the doctor was like around second or third grade um, because I was just kind of continually complaining of these headaches. And even at that age, like we did all kinds of um, things. Like I had really long hair at the time, like down past my butt Um, and they were, and someone was like, I think one of the doctors was like, Oh, like maybe your hair is too heavy and it's pulling on your, like, you know, maybe it's pulling. And so like, we cut my hair. I went to the eye doctor. I got like glasses. We did all these different things trying to figure out like Oh, what is causing these headaches? Um, and so so I've had, yeah, I've had pain and migraine. I, I ultimately got diagnosed with migraine much later in kind of like my teenage um years, although it was brought up when I was younger um as like a possibility. Um, but yeah, I've been dealing with with pain and headaches pretty much my entire life that I can remember. Um, and there's been some ups and downs and things have changed and there have been periods where things have been better and things, periods where things have been more challenging, but I kind of like hobbled along for a while, um, really until after, um, I had my second kid and really right when I sort and I was breastfeeding and right after I kind of weaned him about three months after that. Headaches kind of came back full swing, so I had had like a really nice little period around being like pregnant and having babies of about five years where I was not on medications and I was doing really well, um, and then that all kind of like came crashing down after that. So, um, so yeah, initially I did I you know I went the traditional route. I had, was placed on birth control and doing some kind of like hormonal modification. Um, I was using um, just like re- you know traditional pharmaceutical rescue medications for migraine and a bunch of different preventatives that we tried. Um, and then over time I started doing, you know, going to the chiropractor, I was doing acupuncture, I was doing, you know, Chinese herbs, I was doing dry needling. I was, I mean, any, I, I had tried everything. I'd look at light therapy. I was doing like sauna stuff. I mean, everything <laughs> I really had, I'd, I was, you know, I think I always wanted, I've always been a person that I, if there's something I can do for myself to help myself, I want to. And so I was like very much in that zone of like, what can I do? What can I, what do I have control over? What do I not have control over? What have I tried? What have I not tried? Allergy testing was a big thing and diet modification treatment for leaky gut. I mean, everything. (laughs) Um, And so, so yeah. And I, I think that in combination with, again, sort of like my work and my background from that side of things, like I had come to this conclusion that there, oh, I also spent a lot of time doing like talk therapy and looking for past trauma and like digging up stuff with that and like looking at sort of how do I relate to the world and like all of these different things um but yeah at some point I sort of realized that like again, putting together kind of my background knowledge and my experience and and just the whole journey, like that there is, that there was a nervous system, that this was a nervous system thing. I really did believe that, but I couldn't find anybody, you know, I'd be Googling, I'd be looking up like scholarly articles. I'm like looking up journal articles, trying to like synthesize all this information and trying to figure out like, is there a way, if I think this is a component of what I'm experiencing, how do I target it? And there wasn't, I just couldn't find much other. Yeah. There's some articles and things, but like putting it all together in a way that was meaningful and practical and like something very concrete is a different story. So, um, so yeah, when I, when I found you, like that was the thing that spoke to me when I heard like talking about nervous system stuff, I can't remember exactly what it was. It was something on social media and I never click on stuff like that. I really don't, I never do, but it was like this idea had been turning around in my mind and I had been like searching things off and on. And then this ad came up and I was like, all right, I'll check it out, you know, even though I never do stuff like that. Um, and even at the last minute before the like, I think I joined like a free call or you know, hour long thing or something that um that you had offered. And even right before that, I was like, I don't know if I'm gonna do it, I don't, you know, whatever. But I did. Um, and I liked what I heard. And so then yeah, we had a call and you know, here we are. But um, but yeah, it was it was really that sort of like piece talking about the nervous system that like really lit up for me. And and that's what I had been searching for and not been able to find anywhere
1: yeah I, I don't know if we, if you're comfortable like digging in a little bit more but what about the nervous system like what about your pain made you think that there is a nervous system element here
2: yeah I mean I think it was a few things Um, one was just this like trend that I saw which is very common in migraine and probably maybe in chronic pain too I mean I'm sure it is but it's like it seemed like my world was getting smaller like the triggers that were there were there and like the things that i knew would like m- be more likely to lead to a headache or to pain were there but it was like it was like it took less and less of these like of these things over time to 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 kick off a headache so it was like before you know, maybe if I like didn't sleep really well and I had a really tough night and I was up with kids or something and, you know, I might be more likely to have a headache because I slept really poorly. But then it was like, oh, if I just had like an okay night of sleep, it seemed like I was also more likely to have a headache. So it was like all these things, like I could see that my body was becoming sensitized to these triggers and these like things. And I I could see it happening. And it was like, it felt like you're like barreling down towards this like endless dark tunnel of like things will continue to get worse and there's nothing you can do about it. Um, But I also think like just as a human and as some of, you know, doing some of the like therapy and other things that I did before arriving here, I just had a lot of awareness in general that like I am somewhat of a sensitive person in terms of like, you know, external stimulation and all kinds of things and like, again, like my kids, like noise levels and things like, I just felt like I I was seeing these like patterns in other places of my life too. Um, But a big thing, um, I think it really started off when I was treating one of my patients for an opioid-induced hyperalgesia. So they, from the medications they were taking over time, um, they sort of developed more pain instead of less pain. <clears throat> and so it was when I was like treating that and kind of in, in that world that I started thinking about myself also and sort of my own experience and kind of, again, you know, it's obviously two very different processes and things going on, but there was a relationship in a way in, in my head about what was happening and about the nervous system. Um, and so, yeah, I... I um, I think it was really, I think it was really kind of a combination of things, but, but for me, like, it just felt like it was taking less and less over time for me to like develop these symptoms and to develop headaches. And that scared me. Um, and I, you know, it's like, well, where, where does it end and where does it go? And I, I felt like my life was kind of getting smaller. Um, and I saw that happening. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I think that a lot
1: of people can kind of relate to that where you're noticing this like snowballing, everything is getting more and more sensitive. And it's like, if I don't do something different, it's gonna, I don't know, I don't wanna know what's gonna happen, but like what will be my life if it's already this way now, how about, how much more can it get worse? And um, so something had to change. Um, so what... Um, I, you know, at the very beginning of this, I, I mentioned like, you know, I said to you, there's going to be parts that won't fit for migraine. Um, so can you tell a little bit about your experience with what was actually in the program? Um, what you had to do, like, what, what did you get to learn? How has the learning impacted you? Um, yeah, what was like your general experience so that people can kind of understand from someone who's actually been in pain rather than me just telling people all the time
2: (laughs) (laughs) yeah I mean so yeah the education certainly like there were some things obviously in the education that I knew um a lot of things but there were a lot of things I didn't know and I I felt like that education part is so key because in it just it sort of informs everything that comes later in terms of like the the different exercises and activities um and it helps just like I don't know. I mean, I think, I think there's even, I don't remember if you mentioned this in your program, but there's like research showing that just the education piece, right. Can actually improve people's pain, just understanding like what is happening and why it's happening, but it also helps you kind of like modulate things in certain ways. Like, you know, when it came um, to time to talk about pacing, for example, pacing activities, like that makes a lot of sense when you, you know, just read and understood about like why your nervous system does certain things and how it adapts over time and neuroplasticity and like how, you know, how our bodies change and adapt over time and why that happens. Um, And so, um, and I think also education just on a very like basic level, right? It it makes people feel less crazy, right? I mean, it makes, it's like, okay, there is a reason why you are experiencing X, Y, and Z. This is why, and it's actually like supposed to be an adaptive mechanism of our like very smart, you know, bodies and, and, and the way that we have kind of evolved over time. Um, but it also shows you again, like, okay, well, if we got into this mess because of our nervous system, like we can get out of this mess because of our nervous, you know, using our nervous system, we just have to learn how to do that. Um, so that education piece was, was huge. Um, and it also helps like, you know, again, like there, there's a um, you know, talking to family or talking to friends or anybody about like what you're going through. I think a lot of us, I don't know, but me definitely, like, I don't talk about when I have headaches. I don't mean if somebody asks me or or, like says what's wrong or what's going on, like, certainly I'll talk about it, but like, I don't walk around advertising it, especially when, you know, 15 days out of 30 in a month, you're having a headache. Like you don't just walk around talking about it all the time because you don't want it to dominate your life and your relationships and whatever. Um, and so a lot of ways, it also helped gave me like language and ways to talk about what I was doing with my husband and with, you know, people in my life um, in ways that were really easy to understand and, and made a lot of sense. So I think the education piece was huge. I mean, the the meat of it for me was, you know, the actual sort of like exercises and concepts and things like that, the actual things that you do. Um, but, but I think the education piece has to be there first. And there's actually, I mean, even even just reading about those things informs like the way that you carry out those, the sort of rest of the program in a way. Um, yeah. and so, yeah, I mean, I think, um, the pacing, pacing was huge for me, even though it's, it's such a basic concept, right. But it's like, wow. but it's, it's basic, but it's not always easy. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I've, you know, I've even found ways of like applying that in other places of my life outside of pain too, you know, it's like, it's, it's something that um I think makes a lot of sense and I I just recently was telling my husband about that too related to like his jujitsu injuries (laughs) and things like that so um so yeah I mean that was like the the first kind of concept or whatever that we got to after a lot of the education and um but really those actual just like practices activities exercises um that's what I came wanting to learn you know that's what you know what what can I do um and and that's such a I mean, we all want to do something, right? Like when you're in pain or something, you want to do something like, what can I do And that? And it felt like, okay, I have something I can do.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I want to bring up the education piece because you mentioned that um, there are lots of research studies that um, they they used to call it therapeutic pain education, TNE, but now they call it pain neuroscience education, PNE. Um, So if anyone is ever interested in looking up research articles, Um, PNE or TNE might be what you want to be searching for but there's a lot of really great studies on it and um, uh, it, it becomes even more robust in its effectiveness when it's combined with other things so if you just do the education that can have an impact you know like on your pain levels on your fear on your range of motion on your functional ability that's been well studied but also when it's combined with other modalities whether that's exercise or movement or you know, something that, um, something more physical, it becomes even more, uh, effective. And so definitely, and one of the studies, um, looked at, um, you probably know what number needed to treat means. Um, but for those listening who don't know what number needed to treat means, um, it's a, it's a statistical number that's used in research where, um, the, the number needed to treat is how many patients you need to treat in order to have one successful outcome by using a certain um, treatment, medication, modality, whatever. Um, And so the number needed to treat for um, gabapentin, a lot of people have heard of gabapentin. Gabapentin, the number needed to treat is six. So you need to treat six individuals for one of those people to have a significant improvement in their pain. But the number needed to treat for pain neuroscience education is two which is amazing, um, a, a drug, a pharmaceutical that is designed to help people with quote unquote, nerve pain um, is number needed to treat is less than, or is more than, sorry, the number needed to treat for something that has absolutely no side effects and can really do, no, no I, I feel like it can do no harm. I feel like it's just knowledge. So knowledge, I mean, it doesn't hurt to ever have more knowledge. <laughs> um, so yes, there's lots of research for that um, by itself. And I see so many people improving in the program just from the learning stages, which is fantastic. But, um, but yes, everybody wants to know what can I do? And it feels, I think when it, we, you know, we mentioned at the beginning too, a little bit about the anxiety piece, but like when you have a toolkit, like your toolbox is filled up and you know how to use those tools and when to use them, you're going to have less fear of like, what can I do? How how long is this going to last? I have no control over it. Um, you you really do have something else that you can turn to, giving you more control back. Yep. So um, with that being said, what has been your experience now, like with the the whole transformation? How are things different? How how have you improved? Um. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> so obviously, like my pain has improved, so that's been great. So, um, I would say you know, number of days that I have a headache has decreased significantly. The intensity when I do get them has decreased, their responsiveness to like medications or other interventions has improved. Um, So all of those, but I think almost, or equally at least, um, meaningful for me has been that piece around the kind of like the anxiety. Like I've never thought of myself as an anxious person. I've never like identified that way, but And even when in pain, but as I've kind of gone through things and sort of really broken that down and analyzed it, probably in some of those calls, early calls with you even, um, you know, I really did understand that, like I was having a big anxiety response and fear response around pain and I didn't even really realize it. Um, And I think um, having that, again, as you mentioned, like having tools, having some kind of, feeling like you have some element of control over what's happening or the situation, um and just not and not so much fear like when pain does arrive not so much again fear I wouldn't have identified it as fear like I'm not sitting there feeling like oh I'm so scared right but it's a physical thing that's happening in my body and it's like when I realize like well what is it about it is it's like is something gonna get worse is it can I tolerate it this time is something bad happening this time you know like and again this is like something that I ex- experience all the time or I was experiencing all the time and so it was like but I didn't identify it as, as fear at the time. Um, but anyway, all that kind of like, not all of it, but so much of that kind of like stuff around pain or potential for pain or impact on my life because of pain, um, has gotten so much better. And that's been, um, that's been as much of a kind of like blessing as, as of a decrease in pain, you know? Yeah. So the the identifying that that was an element and I, I like to,
1: You know, when you think about how the the neuroscience of pain works and how all of those thoughts, the fears that "oh, will this get worse, will I have control, Um, will I be able to survive this one (laughs) Um, can feed back into the experience of pain and so, you know, I see this all the time where the fear and the anxiety kind of that piece reduces first before we actually see the improvements in pain. and luckily and i don't know if that's the right word luckily but you know for you we did see that improvement in the symptoms the intensity the duration of your migraines and all of that which um was really cool when we when we sat down at the end of the program we get to look at like what were the goals that you wrote down in the very beginning and i asked you like what would it take for you to be successful at the end of this program one of them was actually uh, about I want less pain mm-hmm. and then, um, and having some tools to, um, be able to do something about it. And then, um, the third thing was definitely having less of this, this fear, or this anxiety about not having control over it. And so, um, when we sat down and looked at, you know, that was your goal at the very beginning and, you know, seeing where you're at now, it's like all three, I feel like have been hit yep. for you. Yeah. Yeah. So any, um, I don't know, any aha moments that you had from the program in general that you would say, like, was there anything that really stood out to you that you were like, this was really big for me. It really hit home or, um, maybe not, I don't know. What was that for you?
2: I don't know. I mean, I can't think of one specific thing that jumped out at me, but, um, there are certainly like some kind of like tools and things that I, tend to like rely on more than maybe others. But I think, you know, again, like I was sort of surprised at how valuable the education part was to me again, because, you know, I was a person who had some base, some, you know, understanding about pain on a, on a, you know, more scientific level already, but that was, I mean, that was huge. That really did, it sort of set the stage for the rest of it. And it, and it's, it's stuck in my mind. Um, and again, that kind of, you know, pacing still, like I said, that's something that I've found myself using in other ways and like my life, even with my kids and all kinds of things. And so, um, uh, you know, I think, I don't know that there was like one aha moment, but the, I think the whole thing was a collective aha moment, you know, (laughs) in a way it was like, you know, I could see how it all worked together. It it made a lot of sense. And then, you know, applying it and seeing my own results, um, you know, the whole, in some ways I was like, I knew that it was something with my nervous system, you know, but um, but even just I don't know, back to the education too, like I think that that helps a lot with the stigma around chronic pain, too. you know, there there is a stigma around chronic pain, a big one. and I, I think again, like a lot of people don't like to talk about it because of that or they're seen as like complainers or they're thought of it. think people think of them as weak or um, or things like that. And I think it just helps, I think the education piece really helps with this stigma too um, understanding why this is happening. It, you know, it's not your fault, right? Why is this happening? Why do you know, it's actually, you know, again, it's like taking it back to like understanding my body's not out to get me, like, this is an adaptive thing. Um, but again, like we have ways that we can, we can modulate that and affect it too. So, yeah, yeah,
1: that's, that's really helpful too. And, um, yes, so many, um, yeah, so many people, I think, don't have that appreciation for the education. Of course, everybody wants to come into it and go, like, give me the drills, give me the science, like, give me the, what, what can I do? And there, there is so much of that that can be valuable um, without all the drills. And of course, the drills are great and they work great. And, um, but yeah, the science of it is so validating to actually have something where if you've lived in pain for so long and everyone just tells you, you know, it's, it's your anxiety. You're just not getting enough sleep or you're, you have, you know, you're getting so many different explanations and it's all confusing. None of it's connecting. Like none of the dots are connecting. Um, it can make you feel like it's all in my head. It must, I must be crazy. I just need to regulate my emotions. And to some extent, there is some truth to that, but it's the, the giving, getting the science I think is for so many people so validating to say, okay all right, there is something really here. There's something really going on and I can do something about it, which is like the key, you know, you can make a difference in it. Yeah. So, yeah. So, um, awesome. So yeah. What would, is there anything that you would say to anyone who's listening and thinking, gosh, like, I don't think it's for me. Like, would it be worth it to me, um, to try an approach like this? Like, you know, my pain is different or my pain's been around for so long, I've already tried so many things and nothing has worked. What would you say to those people at this point?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, for me, even with your sort of, um, you know, upfront saying like, there are some pieces of this program that might not, you know, necessarily apply to to what you're targeting. Um, I think, you know, I think it's just, and again, that my pain has been here since I was a child, like for forever, you know, it's been part of my life for forever. Um, you know, that, that sometimes can make you think like, it's not ever going to change. It can't change, you know? Um, but I think I was at a point where again, like I felt like I had tried everything. I was in another sort of like rough patch for whatever reason, again, like I couldn't tie it to anything external. Like it wasn't like I had a big stressful thing going on. Like it was just, things were bad for a while for no uh, uh, obvious reason. And so I was just at a, a place where I was like, I'll do, you know, I'll do anything. Sure. Let's give it a shot. And so, um, I'm glad I did. I think, you know, even being in the program and hearing other people's stories, like I think there are people, there are people that I saw who, in my opinion, like have a much more difficult or challenging situation than I have had. And seeing those people improve too, and seeing myself improve. I mean, I would just say like, if it's something that you're considering and you're able to do, like, I think, I mean, people improve. And so it's, and again, like being able to like rely on science based stuff and to know like this there is something behind this this isn't like woo woo like oh if you just you know try this or believe this or put this cream on or whatever it's not you know this is science based stuff and um and i've seen it work for myself and i've seen it work for other people who i think have have um have had some really challenging situations too so um yeah i mean i would do it again a thousand times so Love it. yes that's
1: awesome um so Thank you so, so much. This was super helpful. I think, you know, again, getting people to hear real stories of real people who've gone through it and are on the other side and are feeling better. Of course, pain is not gone, it is not completely like pain free 100% of the time. But if, you know, your worst pain days are less and the pain intensity is less and you're having longer stretches of good days and you're able to control the migraines, then that is all worth it and it doesn't require any more pills or anything like, like you said, weird or woo woo, Um, always worth it. So um, if anyone is listening and has any questions, would it be okay to share some contact information to, for them to reach out to you?
2: Yep. Okay. Yeah. So my email address is probably the easiest thing. um, And that um, the best address is Taurus, T-A-U-R-U-S, like the star sign, like the car, um, E-E-B, so it's like echo, echo, boy. Taurus, E-E-B at um, yahoo.com. And yeah, I'd be happy to, to answer any questions that anybody has for me. Yeah, well, thank you so, so much. And um, I, I
1: really appreciate you for sharing. And um, it's been a pleasure working with you and uh, getting to see your transformation. So Thank you for showing up and being committed and trusting the process, even though I like almost scared to from the beginning, but yeah. So thank you and that's all. Until cool. next
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of the Chronic Pain Breakup Podcast. If you found this episode helpful, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any new episodes. And if you want to take this relationship to the next level, you can connect with me and other pain crusaders inside my private Facebook group, battling chronic pain with neuroscience, where these episodes are actually recorded live. And I'd love to hear from you. Share your questions and biggest struggles with your chronic pain recovery journey by reaching out to me on Facebook or on Instagram at Pain Crusader. Thanks again for listening and never stop learning.